Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. First Samuel 15, 2 through 34. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he set himself against him on the way while he was coming up from Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and utterly destroy all that he has and do not spare him, but put to death both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Then Saul summoned the people and numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. Saul came to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the valley. Saul said to the Kenites, Go depart, go down from among the Amalekites, so that I do not destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the sons of Israel when they came up from Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites, so Saul defeated the Amalekites from Havilah as you go to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He captured Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Paul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were not willing to destroy them utterly. But everything despised and worthless they had utterly destroyed. Samuel rebukes Saul. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands. And Samuel was distressed and cried out to the Lord all night. Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, and it it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself, then turned and proceeded on down to Gilgal. 
Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have carried out the command of the Lord. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen which I hear? Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites. And for the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, but the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Wait, and let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, Speak. Samuel said, Is it not true, though, that you were little in your own eyes and were made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed you king over Israel? And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are exterminated. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord, but rushed upon the spoil and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord? Then Saul said to Samuel, I did obey the voice of the Lord and went on the mission in which the Lord sent me and have brought back Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took some of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the choicest of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Samuel said, Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have indeed transgressed the command of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and listened to their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned to go, Saul seized the edge of his robe and tore, and it tore. So Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to your neighbor who is better than you. Also, the glory of Israel will not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. Then he said, I have sinned, but please honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel and go back with me that I may worship the Lord your God. So Samuel went back following Saul and Saul worshiped the Lord. Then Samuel said, bring me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag came to him cheerfully. And Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. But Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed Agag to pieces before the Lord at Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, but Saul went up to his house in Gibeah of Saul. Mark six fourteen through 29 John's fate recalled. And King Herod heard of it, for his name had become well known, and people were saying, John the Baptist has risen from the dead, and that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others were saying, He is Elijah, and others were saying, He is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he kept saying, John, whom I beheaded, has risen? For Herod himself had sent and had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, because he had married her. 
For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death and could not do so. For Herod was afraid of John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man and he kept him safe. And when he heard him, he was very perplexed, but he used to enjoy listening to him. A strategic day came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his lords and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. And when the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. And he swore to her, Whatever you ask of me, I will give it to you, up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in a hurry to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And although the king was very sorry, yet because of his oaths and because of his dinner guests, he was unwilling to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded him to bring back his head. And he went and had him beheaded in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about this, they came and took away his body and laid it in a tomb. When we look at these two stories with 1 Samuel and Saul and Mark with Herod, um, it, it, I mean, there's obvious connections between them, but we need to figure out what is it here that God has for us today? In 1 Samuel, you can see Saul was given direction. He was given a command. And selfishly, he found it more important for him to satisfy his own fleshly desires and his own pride that was more important than obedience to God. And therefore, God was done. That was it. It was the last straw. He said, I'm, I'm finished with you. I'm removing my hand from you. And... Um, and then told Samuel, same thing. We're done. We're going to go find our king. The one, the people want a king. Well, he can sit here as king. Saul can, but but I'm going to go find and anoint the one that I want to be their king. So Saul brought that upon himself out of his prideful disobedience for his self-serving. But it was because he also did not fear God. And then you have Mar in Mark, John is going and doing all these amazing things. And um, he's doing all these amazing miracles. And, and people are thinking, I mean, he's got a big discipleship. He's, he's got this group of people following him around. And he's performing miracles. And he's preparing the way just as the prophets said he would. But then he's doing it and he's pointing back to Jesus and he's saying, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for him. He's the one. Well, Herod, um, he's afraid of him. He's afraid of John the Baptist, but because of a promise that he made an oath that he gave to a young girl, he was willing to cut off John's head and kill him, behead him. Because he was more afraid of a, the oath that he made with a girl. 
So, his problem was that he, first of all, made an oath and God said, don't do that. So that's disobedience. But he did it out of this position. He did it out of this title. Like, I'm this holy man. I'm this great man of honor. And I'm going to give you anything you wish. You've made us all so happy. I'm going to give you anything you wish up to half of my kingdom. He's willing to give it all away because of his fleshly, selfish desires. And his pride got in the way. And he was more afraid of an oath he made to a little girl than being fearful of obedience to God. So in both cases, you can see how fear of God is more important completely than fear of man, which there really shouldn't be a fear of man. Fear of God should be what drives our obedience. It's not scared fear. It's a reverent honoring. I want to do what God asked me to do because he is the creator of everything. He is so amazing. I would rather not receive consequence from him. I would rather face consequence from man than from God. So out of that reverent, respectful fear, we we should desire obedience. We should desire to be perfect. We should try to live as much as we can within God's direction. And that's it. It shouldn't be about our flesh. It shouldn't be about other people. God first, other people second. And of course, ourselves are, are last. Put everyone else before yourself. In fact, you're supposed to honor each other. You're supposed to see each other as better. You're supposed to see others as better than yourself. Not putting yourself down to a point that um, you have no value and you completely have no self-worth. That's not it. But other people have more value and more worth than our own. But God comes first. So Father, um, thank you just for showing us that it is important to be obedient to you. It is important to uh, pursue you, to press into you, to seek you with all, everything that we have. But more than that, it's that fear that we have of not showing you love. And Father, I just pray that anybody who's never received or felt your love, that you could just pour it out on them, that they can know that you love them and therefore they could have the ability to love you back because we can't give anything that we don't already have. And if people have never received love from you, then they, or don't realize they've received love from you, they have no love to give to anyone else. So Father, I just, I pray that um, we could be diligent in following your direction for our lives and not fearing man above you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, 
uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.